X-Men Dark Phoenix is the 12th and final installation of Fox's X-Men series, but is this one excellent or is it about as you'd expect? I'm Mike and I'm Joe and this is Popscorn. Entertainment Movie Review Podcast and today we are talking about X-Men Dark Phoenix, also known as Dark Phoenix, also known as just just why? Just why, Darren? Mm-hmm. I'm always Mike. And I'm always Darren. Uh, yeah, we're a bit late to the party on this one, but you know I weren't missing an X-Men movie. Um, what were your thoughts, Michael? I, mean, I, I think you can tell, really, <laughs> just the tone. I'm glad I didn't really set much good time aside to I saw this in the middle of the day just so mm-hmm. I could then go back home and play Crash Team Racing. I'm glad I did it that way around rather than waiting for someone to watch it with because fuck me, this was boring. Yeah? I did not like it. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, come um, on. I, 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 I liked this movie. You're a fucking idiot. Um, you, you may say, am I a fanboy? I don't know yes. what could possibly give you that impression. We get it, Darren. You like the X-Men. But this motherfucker's wearing a fucking X-Men 92 shirt as we talk. I, I, we get it, Darren. I, 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 liked, I liked this movie. Now, don't get me wrong. I really like this movie. But it, it does currently sit in my top five. Oh, fuck know. off, does it actually? no. no. Anyway, anyone who's been with us long enough will cast their minds back and know that until you talked me out of it, I had initially put X-Men <laughs> Apocalypse. Apocalypse in my top ten. Thank you for that, Michael, because <laughs> I've seen, seen the light and seen that, yes, that was a truly shite movie. I don't think that's what's happening here. I think there are some saving graces, but on the whole, it feels like everyone has checked out. This is a film where very, very few people are actually interested in being in it and interested in doing anything close to a good job with it. And that boils right down to the direction, to the effects, to the story, and obviously directly straight through to the acting. This is just a lifeless mass of a movie. And this is where you disagree. I wanna be I wanna be there with you, Michael. I really do. But I I just I just, I'm just gonna keep saying that I just I liked it. <laughs> I I see its flaws. I understand why it's taking a kicking. I don't think it warrants as bad a kicking as it's currently getting. It somehow sticks together. It's somehow cohesive. Yes. And now you know I don't like Sophie Turner, but oh, I know I can't fault her for the job she does because she's obviously. Operating under Brian Singer's direction, a man who we know... No. What? Brian Singer didn't direct this. Sorry, Simon Kinberg's direction, who really has no place in directing movies. We saw that with his heavy-handed involvement with the Fantastic Four, quote-unquote, reboot, yeah. since it lasted entirely one film. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Still one of the best movie-going experiences of my entire life. Fucking hilarious. I love all the wrong places. Oh, in the same vein as I like the room. Uh, Covert! <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> we've been leading the thing in Covert Operation. I wish that Dark Phoenix could make me laugh like um, Fantastic Four did, but it was just dross. Um, but Sophie Turner does do... a pretty good job to a point there is a point where it goes slightly too far and yeah. the sophie turner mannerisms that i fucking detest when i'm watching game of thrones do creep their way in a little bit yes but it's never as bad as i think the critics are saying but it certainly ain't good i think she does well in the now again it's not gonna <laughs> help my corner any any good but I am a rare X-Men 3 apologist. <laughs> I, I mean, think, me also, but Yeah, I on. think X-Men 3 is pretty good. I, I like that movie. Um, but I... Both times, they haven't really done the Dark Phoenix saga justice. No. But I think this comes closer. In some respects, yeah. Because of the anchoring it in, in space and the cosmic, as opposed to Jean Grey just kind of being born the Phoenix and Professor X kind of turning her into Jean Grey as you got with the initial trilogy. Mm. I think this one does better of making it like a cosmic threat that just attaches itself to Jean because she's just that powerful anyway. Yeah. They they do kind of go down this both of them go down the route of Charles Xavier not being, you know, squeaky bum time um Charles Xavier. Whereas I think X-Men 3, it just kind of gets Brewster's side pretty quickly because yeah. Professor X himself becomes Brewster's side when he turns into dust. Yeah. Um, this one, it's more of a, a, a focal point, really big focal point of the movie, which I weren't expecting. Nothing else really happens outside of the Phoenix. There is the first five minutes yes. where there is no Phoenix and then there is the preceding Aaron 50 that is all Phoenix yes. all the time. And I appreciate that. Yeah, that definitely is a step up that it has over X-Men 3 because X-Men 3 did feel so... Like Spider-Man 3 it's in similar to, years. Yeah. It's trying to do too it's much. It's trying to juggle two very important storylines that could have anchored their own movies by themselves. Exactly. This one gives it some. So, yeah. I think Sophie Turner does as good as Sophie Turner can do. Take that however you fucking want to. <laughs> um, I, I didn't really come out thinking she was part of the negative column in this movie. Fair enough. I, I think she's I do fine. get that. I, I don't really like... They apparently changed a lot of this movie after Captain Marvel came out mm. because apparently the entire third act had to be changed. Yeah, apparently that train scene wasn't there. Yeah, it was not on the... I, sorry. Spoilers if you haven't done it. I have no qualms spoiling this movie. Which okay. I don't think sorry, everybody, should. but uh, here comes a spoiler alert. Just in general, I liked it. He didn't. Um, yeah, so the entire finale had to be changed. And apparently they changed the look of the Phoenix. Right. Because initially they were going with the usual fucking, you know, it's halo and fire yeah. and it's all the thing. But because of the glowy goldness of Captain Marvel, they went, well, we can't really do that. Which is why they switched it to the fiery, veiny look. Which I didn't mind. I thought that was all right. I, I didn't mind it, but I think I would have preferred, I think, stick to your guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're already going out with this one. It's not like, well, we can't make it up too much like Captain Marvel because that will hurt future sequels because there weren't going to be any. Now, I thought with this that they were going to use that sort of device because they have like the fiery vein look. Mm. I thought they were going, okay, 
we're very much leaning into the idea of the phoenix of death and rebirth mm-hmm. and that Jean was going to essentially be an egg, which is a sentence I never thought I was going to say out loud. Yep. Um, in the, the sense that she was cracking from the inside and then the uh... phoenix was going to explode out of her. Like, you've read into that more than I did, man. Right? This is the fucking problem. Is that when they do something, they go, that's an interesting idea, and it goes fucking nowhere. Do you know what I think helps this more than anything? And I think it's probably the one thing this movie does right that no other X-Men movie has done. Right. They fucking nail. And I think it's due to the fact that Wolverine isn't there. They fucking nail Jean and Scott as a couple. Yes. I think this is by... Far and away, the best Cyclops movie we have. Ty Sheridan yeah. does a really good job of not just being like... Because if you're leaving this to the last few weeks, you've seen us chuck Cyclops under the bus because no one wants to be fucking Cyclops. But <laughs> everyone, every time... There's so many YouTube video essays on why you should care about Cyclops. And I have watched them in an attempt to learn. And I kind of get it. Like, everyone sees him as the square... Because he had to be in the movies to give Wolverine someone to bounce off. Mm. But, you know, he's led the X-Men for so long, but he's not like a straightforward character. He's a fucking military genius. He's fucking... One of his superpowers is control over fucking angles because he can just bounce his beam and he goes bing, 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 bing like a fucking pinball machine off stuff. That takes a fucking another level of like ge- um, geometry genius to be able to pull that off. Mm. I, I, you don't get all that because obviously he's still young in this. Yeah. But I don't pay attention to ages. The fact that fucking, you know, Nicholas Holt has looked the exact same since the 60s. He's <laughs> yeah. fucking 90. Like, this is a picture of like, because obviously the first X Men movie came out in the year 2000 and was set in the not too distant future. So, read five years. Mm. So, this is set in 92. Let's say the first X Men movie happens in 2005. What the fuck happens to <laughs> Professor X and Magneto in the next, uh, what's that, 13 years? <laughs> and they... Beast, to be fair. Yeah, that they go from fucking. <laughs> they go from Fassbender to fucking Ian McKellen. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Oh, so... why 2 k really kicked it out of people? Yeah, good God almighty. Oh. <laughs> late 90s were a hell of a time. <laughs> So I think that's what I really liked about it. I came out of this thinking this was by far and away Cyclops' best one. He gets really good fucking action scenes in this one. Because you think back to the original Cyclops, he only ever like shot in a straight line yeah. whilst looking boring and saying something boring. That's true. In this one, when he goes like like near the end of the movie in the finale, he's like angry mm. and he's proper going for it. That's when you get badass Cyclops. Like, the bit at the end... Like, we've done spoilers. The bit at the end where he's protecting Gene and uh, Professor X on the oh, train, yeah, yeah. and he's just fucking blasting whatever the hell the alien race in this were. <laughs> we'll get the, to that. They weren't the Shi'ar, that's all we know. So he's fucking annihilating these people. It's like, holy shit, Cyclops is a badass! <laughs> that's what I liked. Um, and that is all that's good. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like the, the whole holding Charles to, Charles to account for his shit... I don't think they went all in on it as no. they really could have done, but I liked it. It was it added a wrinkle to the archetypal Professor X's like because even in the comic books you got all the Illuminati shit. Yeah, felt like that was what we were drawing on for this. Which again is a fine idea. It's a good starting point, but yes. it's not delivered, especially by the acting. This is in terms of Fassbender, McAvoy. Holt, they are just sleepwalking through these fucking roles. I don't think Holt, I don't think Nicholas Holt is. That scene he has in the kitchen with um, 
with McAvoy, with a kind of after Mystique has been killed. That's really not a spoiler. They tell the no. fucking uh, what's his face, Sonic <laughs> yeah. Kimbo came in and told you that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, and the trailers were not fucking hiding no. it. To be fair. It's a little bit more gory than the than you'd expect when Mystique dies yeah. because Jennifer Lawrence wants fucking out of these films. Yeah, she does. Oh, if anyone's sleepwalking, it's fucking her. She is good. But, like, God. Nicholas Holt puts some amount of like proper. Violent anger into him shouting at Charles for all those years. There's a bit in this, and that I, I I was trying to stay on board with. It. I was trying yep. to live in the moment, but there's a bit where Nicholas Holt has got a picture of Mystique. Now they've changed Mystique's look. She looks more like the comic book version now. Yeah, but that is not where we're at with practical makeup. So yeah. it seems a bit of a downgrade. Mm. But there's a fucking bit where <laughs> where he's looking. Like a photo of her after she's died, and it's a fucking screenshot from ten minutes earlier in the movie. <laughs> oh, good god! The costs cut in this film—they can't even afford a Blu-ray copy of the fucking previous film. I am annoyed at the fact that they abandoned the unique costumes they had at the end of Apocalypse. Yeah, they're where gone. Everyone had like proto versions of their actual suits, and yeah. they're back into the. The blue with a yellow cross over the front. Yeah. Basically what they had in fucking first class, but there we go. Um, where was I going with this? So yeah, Holland Charles Duquette. I think Nick Salt does a good job. I think McAvoy's fine. Ah, but... no, Matt. He's so bored. Every line. I d- the most we got of it was, I don't know what to do. That wasn't even in the movie. I know. And that was in the fucking trailer. Mac- not McAvoy. Fastbender. Mad Man's doing some sleepwalking. Mm. Like, the Magneto, like, oh, he's bad again, but then he's good again. He's bad again. It's boring. As much as he, like, calls out Charles, like, saying, oh, there's always a speech. Charles should have fired straight back. Oh, there's always a heel turn in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christ. There's always a place you've run off to. It gets ruined and you go bad again. <laughs> you go, oh, not <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah. Don't worry, I'm not oblivious to some of the negative things in this. But, uh, but, and the less said about whatever they had poor Jessica Chastain doing. Who oh, said in the God, press junkie, God. she at some point, especially in the reshoots, was not entirely sure who she was. <laughs> yeah. No, that's apparent. So she is meant to be... Oh, yeah. No, let's get here we this. Go. We She's meant to be Vuk. <laughs> Vuk. As the, in, what the Vuk what was that? What the Vuk are you going on about? <laughs> the... Um, uh, alien race known as the Dabari, who are from the... The Phoenix Saga comics. They are. They were the planet, the people who inhabited the planet who uh, the Phoenix fucking wiped out. Yeah. Um, but for the longest time, she was meant to be playing um, Lalandra from the yeah. Shi'ar Empire. Which would have made so much more sense. Yeah. Uh, even it. even if you couldn't get the Shi'ar, you could have done, I don't know, the fucking Brood or something like that. So, aliens that we give a shit about in the cosmic sense... Not and you go Dibari. and fetch the Dabari. Oh, oh, God. When they get the... Because their whole shtick is that they're the scrolls. Yes. That's their shtick. Yes. Um, and there's that... See, and they've made them like this cold fucking robotic race. Again, brilliant idea to do the race that's wiped out by the Phoenix. Where's the fucking... The gumption? Where's the emotion of... We've got to fucking stop this thing. It's just no. We must control and must must have all the things. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Such a waste of Jessica Chastain as well. Such a waste. I am annoyed about that, but I think because you're doing the Dark Phoenix one, Jean herself is kind of um, 
kind of the bad guy. They don't go as full-blown as what they did with Fanka Jameson in um, X-Men 3, mm. where she was actually evil. Yeah. She's very conflicted, and you see that. But, yeah, she it was okay if she was secondary, but the fact she was just so boring and so paper-thin as a character, that mm. was quite annoying. And they even cut that line, like you say, when we're talking about the motivation of the Phoenix, they cut that line at the film that was present in the trailer, which is... There's something inside of me and it's making me do this shit, shit but it feels good. Mm. That's absent in this film. And it I is. think that element, it really would have lent a bit more weight to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's just, this happened, everything is great, I'm feeling fine up until I'm not and now I'm wrecking shop. I, I just think there was a, another element. Again, it starts with a, the building blocks of a really good film and some really fucking good ideas and then proceeds to throw every single one of them out the window I see this thing real quick I just want to touch on a few other people um, they uh, Nightcrawler I think he's fine in this do you get some when they get when they yeah. let him out at the end and he finally starts stabbing people with his tail yeah when we get when we get something close to the Alan Cumming Nightcrawler yeah. it's, it's pretty good I got really angry at like now you will understand this Rachel didn't of me getting really annoying saying that's not how Storm's powers work she can't freeze stuff in space there's no weather in space she's not Ice Man she can't just make ice appear that's true thank you I'm like she's already overpowered you don't (laughs) need to give her extra shit Um, and then that's the only time she does anything different and then she's straight back to everything gets lightning you get lightning I'm like we've got we've got other weather power storm come on now Um, so that was annoying Uh, they didn't really introduce many new people they take Quicksilver out you get like (laughs) everyone everyone thinking well this is going to be the third Quicksilver and therefore the best Quicksilver sequence I wonder what 90s track is it going to be him running through a house that fucking smells like Teen Spirit? Who knows? Running in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, it was a quick thing of him taking people out of a spaceship on that. And then he's like literally crippled for the rest of the movie. They do to him what they usually do to Professor X, is like <laughs> taking the big gun out early so he can't be used. Uh, which is, you know, that's maybe here there. Um, they introduced Celine, the vampire yeah, psychic lady. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And who I initially thought was Omega Red, but turns out he's a guy called Red Lotus, and he has... Oh, no, it's not even that. Is that Dreadlock guy? Yeah, the Dreadlock guy is not even Red Lotus. What's his name? So he's kind of, sort of, maybe based on Red Lotus, but the guy's actual name is Ariki. Oh. There you go. It's how much of a shit this movie gives. I mean, I'm I'm glad they did a cameo for Dazzler, finally, but it wasn't Taylor Swift, it has been... Rumoured. That would have still been pretty cool. I don't, I don't know. Again, Dazzler. Really good fucking concept to do a different superhero yeah. movie. You know, the superhero who happens to already be famous before she gets powers. Yeah. Marvellous. Let's explore that. Let's do that. Nope, it's a cameo in the fucking woods. That's okay. Who plays her? Um, uh, that would be uh, Holston Say. Okay. Don't know who that is. Has she been in anything else? She has been in Paper Towns, which I hated, and The Orville, which I haven't watched. Great. Lovely. Um, so there's that. Um, so all I want to what I think really brought it home for me of this movie is that end train scene. Now, as much as it might have been reshoots or whatever, I re oh, and the bit where they're trying to like 
Jean Grey is in like an embassy building with the Dabari. Yeah. And she's transferring her powers to Vuk. Um, <laughs> that you kind of get like Vuk. yeah, you kind of get like a reprisal of X Men Three of like the mutants fighting each other. Mm. So here comes Charles Cyclops and Nightcrawler versus uh, Beast Magneto and these two other goons. And you get like some pro- like you see Beast fighting Cyclops and Storm fighting Magneto. That's pretty cool. Mm. I enjoyed that. I really like that train sequence. As much as narratively it didn't make sense for Magneto just to flip the switch and decide not to kill Jean anymore yeah. because Charles gave him a speech, the one thing he was meant to be immune to not an hour ago, mm. I really liked all the action. It was just mutants doing cool mutant stuff, which is all you can ever really ask for from a, from a, from a X-Men movie. movie. Yeah. From, from a Fox movie yeah. especially. Yeah, it was it was fine and just... Cool Cyclops, Magneto fucking ripping the train up and fucking chucking that shit. Trying to shoot somewhat superpowered Jessica Chastain with guns seemed a bit superficial. But yeah. There we go. Storm doing cool stuff, Beast doing cool stuff, Nightcrawler doing cool stuff. And the setup of that where it's um, where Magneto's like, you need to release us, and they don't. And they're like, okay, well, this is a old tried and tested thing yep. we've seen before. I know. And I don't know, the culmination of it, that the final, final scene where Jean sacrificed herself. Yes felt empty and you do get that big flash where the phoenix force looks like the phoenix yes and then it's gone and then the film just finishes and it's just and yeah. then, i mean there's not even an attempt to be like here's the culmination here's what we've been building up to here's where everything interconnects this is where it makes sense or even an indication that you know maybe something will carry on you know like you said um, about Logan, it's like, you know, Wolverine is dead, but here go, there go the X-Men. Yes. That kind of poignant ending. Oh, yeah, you get a few things like that. They rename the school as the Jean Grey School. Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, you, you get to see, okay, you see Charles and, and Magneto having a fucking another game of chess whilst the Phoenix rides across the sky at the yeah. end. Yeah, that ending shot was fucking I get shit. It. But I, look, I just, I know I'm an X-Men fanboy. Okay, this might just be another Godzilla '98 fucking situation. It's not as bad as Godzilla '98. It I really is. We isn't. will have that argument one day. It's a lot um, of fish. But I genuinely came away going, "Look, I know it's not high fucking cinema, and I have no doubt the MCU version, when they fucking arrive, will be better than this." I'm annoyed that they've done the Dark Phoenix again because I really, really don't think they can do it third time. No. But that might be good because that means we get a different version of Jean Grey who isn't just like, whoa, watch it. Mm. Um, you could just go straight to when she's actually mastered the Phoenix. You could just go straight to that. Yeah. Which would be better. Well, just don't have it be part of her character. There's so much more you can do with Jean Grey that mm. it feels like this story just fucking hangs over it. It happened in the original trilogy. It happened in this one, um, etc. But I will say that it's definitely a step up on Apocalypse. Yep. By far and away, the worst next men movie. Yeah. Oh, here's Apart a quick... from Wolverine. Well, here we go. I was going to ask you some questions. I have been doing a little... Uh, this is a quick aside. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can guess whether I recommend it and whether Mike does anyway. So I've been doing some stats. Right. On um, the top 10 highest earning um, movie franchises of all time, of which the X-Men is one of them. Okay. I think they're number six. Um... Does Maggle? So there's 12 X-Men movies. Yeah. Do you want to have a guess uh, the top three according to Rotten Tomatoes critic scores? Critically we're going. Critically. Okay. I will tell you now, there's two that have 90% on 
and above. And then your third place one is an 86. Right, okay. I'm going to guess X-Men 2, um, First Class, uh, and yeah. the original X-Men. Uh, no. Oh. Logan. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Logan. With 93. Days of Future Past is the only other 90% movie. That got bang on 90%. Shit. Okay. And then First Class was third with 86, which they give 1% better than X-Men 2. Do you want to guess the bottom three? <laughs> I don't think that's going to be hard. Go on. Right. Right at the bottom has got to be X-Men Origins Wolverine. Surely. Uh, that is actually second worst. So there Apocalypse is... has got to be... Apocalypse is in the bronze medal position. There so... is one that is even worse. X-Men 3? No. Dark Phoenix with 23%. Dark Phoenix is the... Got, oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't like this film, but it does not deserve to be classified yeah. as the worst. 23% for Dark Phoenix, 37 for X-Men Origins Wolverine, and 47 for X-Men Apocalypse. With a median score across the whole 12 movies of 70%. Not bad. Right. But the, this is the weird thing about the X-Men franchise, is that the highs have been very, very high. Now, I wasn't as big on Days of Future Past as you. I don't think anybody oh, possibly oh, could be. Maybe. But... I mean, I think Logan is the closest thing to superhero high art we're going to get. Yeah. I think X-Men 1 and X-Men 2 still hold up. I think yeah. even in their campiness, they still definitely no, hold up. it's of the time. First Class, I still like First yep, Class. Yeah, love First Class. Love both Deadpool movies, obviously. Both Deadpool. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, I yeah. wasn't counting to the Deadpool it's movies. It's only, like, we both apologise for X-Men 3, so I don't count that as most people do. But, I mean, you look at it, the Wolverine was just kind of there. Like, it's... Fine, it works, but it's very much your fucking, it's your brown bread middle of the road X-Men movie. So there's only really been Apocalypse, this one, and Origins that are truly shite. I think... And I like this one, so I'm only going to say that Apocalypse and Origins were properly shit. Properly awful. Yeah. I think the problem is, is that when they started out, it was them versus Spider-Man, and that's much more of a fair fight. Yeah. Now it's them versus... Thor, Captain America, Spider-Man, yeah, Iron yeah. Man, the Avengers, Ant-Man, the Guardians of the fucking Galaxy, um, Captain Marvel to an extent, since they've been directly compared to it, and then the new guys like Strange, Panther, not even including all the stuff that's happening on TV, and then the extra, like The Boys has just released, Yeah, that now plays in the same ballpark of the ethics of superheroes. So, it's... It worked better when there was less competition. It did. And the unfortunate thing is, even though they gave themselves a soft reboot, they just couldn't hang with what the competition were doing. Marvel, basically. It still leaks better than anything DC has put out since Dark Knight, really. You know, if you get the DCEU... I mean, Shazam was good. This is the weird thing I noticed. The Wonder Fox X-Men franchise and the... Um, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, DCU movies very, very close correlations. Hmm. Both of them have two 90% and above movies. Uh, DCU being Wonder Woman and Shazam. That's not surprising um, at all. They both have... Um, basically, the Dark Phoenix was the worst of any of these movies that I looked at, with the exception of the animated Clone movies, Clone Wars movie for Star Wars. Ooh. Slightly behind that was BVS and Suicide Squad, both on 27%. Not great. I mean, they're not great films, so that makes a lot no. of sense. Um, they have, they're right next to each other in the earnings. DCU, I think, is, is just slightly below it. 
Yeah, a lot of weird correlations. And both of them, you do not want to know what Marvel's bringing to this table. They fucking annihilate everybody else. Well, shit, has it happened yet? Has Endgame become the highest grossing movie of all time yet? No, and I don't think it will. The re-release just didn't do enough to get past Because Spider-Man's out. They should have put that re-release out like a month after. It needed, I think it needed about another 20 mil worldwide. And it just... Oh, that's an unfinished An unfinished Hulk scene was not going to be the thing. Oh, have you seen the re-release? No, no, I've just heard of it. Oh, it's just an unfinished It's an unfinished deleted scene with the Hulk that would have been his introduction in the movie. Right. That's it. And that wasn't quite enough to push it past... Yeah, the 20 million mark to beat Avatar. I mean, it's launched everywhere. We're the biggest fanboys of Marvel going, and even I haven't watched the re-release yet. No, I've already seen it twice. I don't think I've seen it a third time in the cinema. It's a long Um, fucking film. It is. Right, so, I'm... I liked it, but I am very glad that it's over, and I, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for them to, uh, for Kevin Feige and whoever they get on. I don't know who I want to helm the X Men going forward. I genuinely, unless they go and get just like a superstar in, mm. like fuck if they got Spielberg, <laughs> like, you know, he if he did, and he did it more like you know his ambling movies like the kiddie, when you make it all about the. Young, you make it basically first class, but you swap out all those like D list X Men they had and put Cyclops and Storm and Jean in there, stuff like that. I don't, that's probably the way you go, or you make it a very Wolverine centric one to begin with and then spill all that off into the X Men. I don't know, but I'm very excited. But to spoil my article a little bit, I do think the franchise was worth it. I don't think this was a fucking worthwhile end for the whole 19 year journey we've been on, but I came away satisfied and like. Didn't leave a bad taste in my mouth at the very least, and I'm, I'm happy it's going to bed with at least a better movie than Apocalypse, because that's nearly how we ended this whole fucking thing, was on that fucking steaming pile. Mm. Whether this movie's still in my top ten to come the year's end, I don't know. A lot of good things that can push it out quite easily, but uh, yeah. I think, I don't think of this as a worse movie, purely because I had almost zero expectation. Mm. This was a film that has been pushed out by everybody. It is a... Uh, it's a difficult turd of a film. It's just, it's being pushed through the machine as quickly and as effortlessly as it can just so it's it's gone. Yeah. Fox don't want this franchise anymore. I've just realised we still have one more Fox X-Men movie to go. One New Mutants. Is oh, still... that's never coming out. <laughs> that's never coming. It'll go straight to Disney Plus where Approximately 18 uh, people will watch it. You've been lied to. It doesn't it? That and Death Stranding, they don't actually exist. They just think <laughs> it's a great royal wind-up. Um, so yeah, this might not actually be the end. Oh, I might God. have to come back and defend another <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, no. The thing oh. is, at least the New Mutants looked like it was doing something new. Yeah, like, that's why they got scared. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, pretty bad. Oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, I just... Uh, I'm glad it's done. Much like you, I'm glad it's done. I am looking forward to something new, much like you. I am disappointed that they didn't use every last toy in the box. They they squandered a lot of opportunities. They <sighs> didn't make the most of what they had at any point. The closest we get in terms of using all the toys in the box was Days of Future Past. And even then, there are still some shortcomings about that film. The closest we got to... Uh, out and out work of art was Logan, which is brilliant, and I appreciate that we got the Deadpool movies because they are very, very good. I don't know if it was worth it all though. This doesn't feel 
like as much as a foregone conclusion of yes, I could not have done that better than what you see in in the MCU. And to be fair, what we've seen in Wonder Woman and Shazam, just yeah, just they they made the most of what they had and they did the best they could. It's just. I struggle calling it a fucking train wreck because it isn't. It is a disappointment, though. It is a lifeless film that has some good bits, but generally cannot crawl out of the hole it's dug itself. I still liked it, though. You're wrong. That's fine. Okay. Plug away, man. I was. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't expect the whispering to continue. You can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at that Mike Owen, or you can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Gutteridge, or you can go and follow the site on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud under the username Fowl ENT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Do be sure to find us on Spotify. Do be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you receive your RSS feeds from. And, of course, you can go to foulentertainment.com for more podcasts like this and more written articles, including Darren's X-Men Retrospective and my Smash Brothers speculation. You can also go listen to our recent podcast where we reviewed a much better superhero movie by admission, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. That will be up on the site when you hear this as well. And we are also going to be talking about uh, the recent spate of reboots and remakes in the video game world. And yes, as Michael said, my um, looking back, my retrospective on the X-Men franchise under Fox stewardship will be coming very soon. I'm going to break it down. I've done all the stats, so you can read all about stats, because stats are the best. And then I'm just going to be completely fucking subjective about it and say, right, here's the positives, here's the negatives. Was it worth all that time and effort <laughs> to go through? And yeah, that's going to wrap us up for this. Righto, so we'll see you in the next episode of Popscorn or whatever podcast comes up next. It might be over this week. Doesn't matter. Listen to us. Bye, everybody. Bye.